Hello everyone, this is the Mindset Match uh, podcast and you're joining Sabrina Francis and Cassie Aurora (laughs) and we're here today to talk a little bit about expectations because uh, for us, I mean in terms of relationships, expectations seems to be the absolute sort of number one killer. (laughs) (laughs) So um, tell us a little bit about your experience about expectations. I mean, we could start with where we are today and what our expectations are around. Yeah. Oh, well, (laughs) so, well, I asked Serena, I was like, hey, let's podcast, but let's go to the park again like last time. And then so we get to Sutton and it starts absolutely caning it down. So then we had to go in this cafe and we couldn't podcast in the park. And then Sabrina couldn't eat her sushi. Oh, and the sushi. Because we all expected. <laughs> I'm wearing fluffy slippers and they look like manky old pigsies drenched in water. And yeah, so we expected it to be sunny. And yet, I mean, the sun has come out for us now, but it did like... It made it made me miserable mm. because I had the expectation it was going to be easy breezy. Yeah, and if we didn't have that, we could have just been at home in the warm. Mm. Yeah, so we both definitely came out with those expectations that you know it was going to be like it was before, which was fantastic. <laughs> and then, uh, and in fact, even easier this time because we know what buttons to press, we know what we're doing, so we'll just get out here and. And give it a go but yeah it kind of threw a, a bit of a spanner in the works a spanner in the works yes yeah. and um how did we manage those expectations or how like how did we manage the situation um i mean we just sat and waited yeah and we were open we actually moved into like that fixed mindset which is like the yang the masculine this is what's going to happen mm. you know that forceful energy into actually an open like okay well we just need to be like open this Mm. is what has to happen and maybe we don't do it maybe we do and it just goes Mm. open wide into solution-based mindset rather than problem-based mindset so we did find we stopped we went to the cafe we weren't allowed to eat sushi but we did have a lovely cup of tea no free will in those rooms (laughs) and a chat um so yeah we almost kind of shifted those expectations and just thought if we managed to find a break in the clouds which i think we have um, we'll quickly come out and uh, and go for it, um, but we may well be interrupted if it starts absolutely showering it down. We might get a picture for you because if you could see us, it is quite funny. Yeah, we're sitting under umbrellas, like having a lovely time. Yeah, um, but yeah, we were thinking more in terms of expectations around relationships, and uh, you know, we we all have expectations, you know, on a day to day basis when we get up out of bed in the morning we almost have this script of how we think this day is going to go and we have certain expectations around ourselves others and the world and how how the world works sometimes our expectations are met and sometimes they're not but yeah (laughs) more specifically in relationships what what sort of things do you notice or do you see um so in terms of like I know a lot of, like, my friends, I hear a lot, like, well, he should have proposed by Mm. now or he should know me better by now or Mm. he, you know, we should be doing this. And it's, like, it's mainly based on fear and control Mm -hmm. and the need to well It's, like, the need to have an outcome, isn't it? Mm. Like, when we expect anything, like, it... 
unless someone specifically said, I am going to do this, then mm-hmm. it's like a rightful expectation, I guess. But then when it's like something we've literally made up in our heads based on previous experience mm-hmm. or fears or hope, then really we're bringing, we're trying to force the outcome of something that doesn't need yeah. to be forced. Uh-huh. And so then when it doesn't happen, we almost feel rejected or let down by something actually we've created in our own minds. Mm. So it's almost like we can then put ourselves in this like victim place mm-hmm. where the other person is bad. But actually we completely put ourselves there and set ourselves up mm. to to be in that position. Yeah. So as you, as you were talking through that, it made me think of... Um example so I had a a client who was struggling in her relationship for a, a period for you know a relatively short period of time in and it was all around planning holidays and she had this expectation that her new partner was going to get involved in the planning okay. and um or that they, at least that they would do it together, but he would perhaps instigate the conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, and when that wasn't happening, she started to jump to conclusions and make assumptions that, well, perhaps he doesn't want this holiday anyway. Okay, yeah. And a lot of those expectations, I think, were, from her, were coming from how things were done in her previous relationship. Yeah, and it's just not fair on him then, mm. because he's trying to meet a set of ideals that, he hasn't even been privy to mm-hmm. you know it's like do it this way but if they'd had that conversation well you know how is this going to pan out what's it going to look like mm. he would have been privy to that yeah so he could have maybe said well actually I probably won't do it like that or mm-hmm. actually yeah I'm going to try and meet you on that one that point mm. but otherwise it's kind of like making him enter into this like imaginary emotional contract that he kind of hasn't signed up to. Mm. So then when when that person like lets her down, he's broken the contract that mm. he didn't sign. Yeah. So it's kind of not fair on either side because mm-hmm. yeah. everyone feels sad and everyone feels like, I mean, it, it comes to, I guess, communication. Mm, definitely. And um, also understanding when we are putting expectations on people. Definitely. So when they did talk this through... Um, you know, with a, with a little bit of help, what what it came down to was the fact that in his previous relationship, he didn't do the holiday planning. Okay. So it was almost like there was a bit of a fear because there was mm. a lack of skills. Mm. Um, and there was the concern about, I don't know what I'm doing, but also, you know, I don't want to do the wrong thing. And of course, he did the wrong thing by not by not doing up. anything, yeah. <laughs> which it. is, you know, happens. Mm. I always say that something that I'm trying to slowly bring into my relationship, like obviously we have to master our craft at everything, mm. and relationships saying we need to master it as we go. But like, I really have expectation, and I I catch it as soon as it comes mm-hmm. up. Um, because we have this saying where we say, don't should on me. Mm. So when do you notice, like give, maybe give us an example, when do you when do you notice that expectations are at play and, you know, you have to almost catch it? <laughs> or, okay, yeah. so mine are mainly fear-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have hopes, and I don't call those expectations, I call them hopes, so I hoped that we would go away to Italy, and mm. that kind of hasn't transpired, but in a way... 
that's kind of like those big goals I'm more open to and I don't take it as personal if it doesn't happen Mm. but for example like maybe like if you've got a date we've got a date night tonight and I in my head think shit like maybe he's going to expect me to drink Mm -hmm. maybe he's going to expect me to be physically intimate and maybe I won't be in that space Mm. maybe oh maybe he expects me to wear certain clothes which of course are not based on him and Mm. nothing he's ever said Mm -hmm. he will of course want me to have a nice time and he won't care but my expectations then are coming from a fear-based place of it feels like please love me Mm. Uh, it feels like my inner mean girl is latching on and being like well you better do this because this is what he wants Mm. and it's not really from a place of I'm open to any possibility yeah um and it's not conscious Mm -hmm. of course like because I'm aware I'm aware of it but some people are not conscious of that yeah so they might just be feeling anxious absolutely yeah so that's not nice for them no, really? not at all. Because you're going, so date nights are fantastic and a great <laughs> a great way of carving out that space for, yeah. for the two of you. You know, we all have Neat. busy busy lives and we, you know, get into the various routines. Yeah. So the fact that you guys have put that space in the diary mm-hmm. to say, let's just, you know, spend some time together and really, um, you know, do something that we both would like to do. You know, it's easy for, for us to maybe project some of the expectations that we might think that they have but they don't yeah it's mental Mm. and it's like usually if I was to write down you know all of my expectations they would be from a place of pleasing everyone else Mm. and from a place of fear of being rejected yeah that that was what I would say Mm -hmm. and they always have been yeah so I'm getting a sense of perhaps some people pleasing oh yeah a tendency there which is yeah Something we all we all um, have to an extent, I think. Although some maybe not so much. I think people who desperately need love subconsciously mm. and don't feel full upon their own, yeah, they will go to people pleasing because mm-hmm. they need the external validation. Mm. Um, and it's of course entirely subconscious. Yes, uh, entirely. And mm. and really, I suppose recognizing that there is an element of, you know our brains naturally being wired in that direction because we are social creatures yeah. we mm. you know to an extent we've been successful because we work together and so yeah. that you know keeping people happy or almost keeping them on side you know helps to strengthen those yeah. bonds and so it's a it's a natural default pattern mm. it's just recognizing when it's becoming unhelpful yeah because it's from control, isn't it? Expectation. Mm. If you sit and feel the energy of hope versus expectation, I guess mm. that's like vision setting and goals is mm-hmm. different, but expectation that's harsh and it's controlled and it's mm. fixed and it doesn't leave room for it to be open. Yeah. So, so I, I really like the way that you're framing that there because it sounds like, um, you know, we could. We could frame this within an expectation which is very rigid. Mm-hmm. You know, you said outcome-based before, you know, this should be happen- happening. <laughs> um, whereas hope, on the other hand, it's it's maybe having some some standards, perhaps having some things that you would like to happen. It's more of yeah. a possibility. It's more um, open to yeah. the future. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so far more positive and, and yeah. helpful. 
like when you say, well, for now, I feel this way and it's very hopeful and open because I think often, you know, we can get fixed into the future and not understand that things need to change. Mm-hmm. Goal post move, mm-hmm. it's raining, I want to eat my sushi. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's a sunny day, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the goal post changes. So yeah. I guess in relationships we attach expectation to what we want for our own benefit and it's closed. Mm. So when we open up the possibility, everything, there's less pressure. Mm -hmm. I think the relationship can be more fluid, Mm. more hopeful, more Mm solution-based, I think. Yes. I don't know. You know, it feels that way. Mm, Definitely. Because obviously if we're coming out with all these hard solid rigid expectations yeah we're gonna spend all of our time just picking out or focusing on those expectations that aren't being met and then when they come Mm. you know the expectations when they come like if someone proposes to you you'd be like well I knew this was gonna happen so I'm not that surprised yeah no but like oh okay that's that box ticks next Mm. one (laughs) I think we yeah we absolutely can fall into those patterns of being like achievement driven almost in our relationships and it's you know it must hit these milestones at certain points in the relationship if we he's not proposed to me by x amount of time you know yeah does that mean he doesn't want to be with me or you know Yeah. yeah all sorts of things can sort of get churned up so we had the what else did we kind of explore well we we talked a little bit earlier about the the things that people might have expectations over and the the thing that came up sort of top of your list was uh, sex. Oh, yes. It's a hard one, man, because I think with sex, A, in the West, it's turned into something that's been glamorised. So you've Mm -hmm. got like sex as it is in blatant terms like, you know, nakedness. And then you've got like, a lot of like and that's kind of what it's turned into in the west you know like porn and this kind of like oh my god like this glamorized version almost like the instagram of i don't know it's like everything is sexualized from a young Mm. age so we have this really um we almost in this kind of world that if you're not someone who explores a lot sexually in a relationship like when you come to a relationship then it's like you've got this preconceived expectation of what things you need to do that maybe don't mm-hmm. feel natural to you, mm-hmm. they don't feel comfortable. Like, And it's, it feels something that's meant to be a really open and fluid space and respectful to, like, it just fills it into this thing that is rigid again and mm. is not natural for you and, mm. and what you think your partner wants, which, of course you know that can be that could be potentially quite dangerous mm-hmm. but then there's this other side that when you let go of that and you understand like you can even engage in the mist you know the eros which is like the hidden aspect of sexuality which isn't blatant it's like all the stuff we don't see you know like like when you can be open and start to explore that side or you are open to like possibilities of just letting go of any ideas you've ever had about sex and just being with that person Mm. in that moment and you know like actively worshipping your partner it becomes a very different experience Mm. to 
this almost like crisp packet manufactured idea of sex, mm. which I think for me filled me for most of my, I mean, I'm 28, like up until this year filled me with empty sex that was yeah. void of feeling, mm-hmm. almost like some kind of, I don't know, like it wasn't real for mm. what I wanted. It, it wasn't even an active engagement. It wasn't a yeah. mindful process. It was a, a box ticked. Yeah, so I'm kind of getting that sense that it's, you know, because you felt that maybe there was an expectation to have sex or to in terms of how we're having how sex. How often. How often, whose, you know, roles, who's, yeah, who's yeah. doing what. And it was all about fulfilling expectations. The end goal. The yeah. I expect that mm. I will have an orgasm, which mm-hmm. is a very... Um, well, completely unproductive, really. The more that you have that expectation and you're almost change, uh, chasing it, the least likely... Well, yeah, because you're not even happen. in the moment. Mm. So it's, I mean, I don't know if that's... Yeah, I can't remember if that's even what we talked about when we talked about sex, but definitely the expectations around sex, for me, mm. personally, way heavy, and I don't know if that's because I've got more mean girl in me that I grew up with and more fear of abandonment than the average person, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just because I'm really aware of what is true for me and what is actually societal kind of cultural influences mm. of what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know. I think, oh, I think being aware of how our society... Um, sort of impacts our expectations around sex as well as other and areas. relationships yeah definitely is the insta relationship mm. hashtag relationship goals yes <laughs> which I mean why not show off the love that you have mm. I do like that um, so yeah I don't know so much more about that but I definitely think you know the exercise you talk about at the end I think when people explore their expectations around sex they'll they'll maybe have a bit of an awakening Mm, (laughs) definitely and then where they take that which we'll we'll come on to um so we talked also a little bit about um the sort of the father within relationships sometimes our expectations can be around our you know our parents relationship relationships perhaps you know sometimes we almost expect our partners to sort of fulfill roles like sort of the mothering and fathering roles um so i suppose an example might be within a relationship if one partner comes from a very traditional sort of family where the parents took on very traditional roles that they may then bring these expectations into their relationships which depending on their partner and their expectations and their experiences yeah you know could it could it might well be a match and works really well but it could also <laughs> not be a match and cause quite a bit of conflict and yeah and frustration not, yeah I've not thought of that actually mm. I've not thought of that I mean how about in your relationship do you have similar parenting backgrounds um so um I would say probably Probably not. So um, okay, because we don't either. Yeah, so that's why I'm intrigued. But it kind of, I think it kind of works. Yeah. So so uh, my husband's sort of parenting. His his mum sort of went out and, and probably earned more of the money. Um, and dad was a farmer, so he was around the oh, home okay. a lot. 
but actually did a lot of the cooking. Um, so that's a little bit of a switch. Of, but he does do the cooking. And Blake does do the cooking. I'm very, very lucky in that respect. In my sort of experience from my parents, it was absolutely 100% always my mum that did the cooking. Same for I'm me. pretty convinced my dad used to burn the chips and the fish fingers <laughs> and peas on purpose so that he categorically never had to do it. Um, so, yeah, it's... Although I, I am a good cook and I would quite happily cook um yeah in our relationship Blake really enjoys it that's his time to sort of switch off so so do you what if one day he just didn't cook for you you came home and there was no food yeah so would you (laughs) would I cook would you be a little bit like oh well because it's it is out of my routine so there is almost a it feels like an effort for me to think about what I'm going to cook <laughs> so do you expect him to cook no I don't I don't <laughs> oh, at all no that's um, good but it, it does feel like oh oh can I remember how to cook because I used to cook lots of different dishes and because I'm out of that flow and that yeah, practice I get that it does make you think oh god what am I going to do but or and you start to think shall I just grow, go and grab that takeaway but maybe but I do I uh, I do cook um, yeah and, of course and it's it works out well in the end and I think oh, I don't know why I was flapping about it before you know yeah and it didn't take as long as I thought it was going to so, yeah. yeah it is mother and father roles are huge mm. huge like because we grow up with those people being the biggest influence as Absolutely. the bigger the biggest people that we want to gain the approval of mm-hmm. yeah so I mean I search relentlessly up until this year really my whole life on a subconscious level for my father's love and approval Mm. and I always expected it to come Mm -hmm. it never came Mm. and the minute I released expectations or I thought I had Mm -hmm. I felt better Mm. and then my musical came and I expected him after our relationship had improved Mm -hmm. to maybe come and see and of course he didn't so already my expectation had not gone. Mm. It had simply become quieter. Mm. And that's something we have to watch, I think. Um, And I know that's a bit off tangent, but I think I do, on some level subconsciously, expect my partner to save me Mm. and be that, figure that I never had Mm -hmm. and of course that is not fair to expect but it's real Mm. and I think people have to maybe examine that in themselves because it comes up absolutely I can absolutely relate to that and I think when I think back to sort of childhood stuff and and even sort of where I am I, I notice when I might have that expectation of somebody that it might come along and help me with the particular challenge that I've got going yeah. on at that point in time. Yeah. But yeah, when generally when we kind of let go of that expectation and and recognise it's it is down to us past yeah. stuff and but then sometimes that help comes along because we've let go of the expectation. Always, yeah, of course, because mm. the minute I let go of Cassie, you are you are on your own. You are your own saviour. You are not the victim. You're mm-hmm. your own hero and. You have to carve out your own future because you can't keep waiting for someone else to do it. Yeah. You can't keep dwelling in the past. Of course, all these amazing opportunities fly through the mm. door because you let go of that blocked energy mm. and it flows. And, like, 
you know, I have someone amazing like Rich who actually wants to give me happiness and joy. And so it's really funny because you release that blockage mm. and almost you send that vibrational message out to the universe, okay, like now I no longer have this blockage and it all floods in and mirrors back to you exactly yeah. what you are feeling. So it's yeah. quantum entanglement really mm. exciting. Cool. Okay. So, so we also talked a little bit about tidiness and cleanliness. So that, that, that will be for sort of couples that are living together. Guys, just put the loose seat down. <laughs> Come on. Just, just that one thing. There's one expectation I think we should not draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of people have different standards of, of tidiness and cleanliness. Oh, and God, again, yeah. it kind of it comes back to what perhaps what you're you know, what was going on in your yeah. home life when you were growing up. I'm um, anal. Are you? Yeah. yeah. What about you? I am very relaxed. So standards in my sort of childhood were not all that high. And, uh, yeah, I am better than I was than when, you know, so I, mm. yeah, I would, but I'm, I mean, I feel I've got a healthy amount of, of tidiness and cleanliness. Mm. I say I'm anal, I'm not anal, but... Mm. I need my environment to be specific lighting, yeah, specific tidiness. Mm. It needs to be uh, not claustrophobic. I don't mm-hmm. like dirt or empty cups. I don't like messy sides. So, yeah, yeah I suppose maybe I'm anal. I don't know. I can't eat in a space that's dirty. Mm. Often I won't, like, eat sometimes uh, yeah. when I'm in a dirty space. I'm yeah. like, I can't, I can't do this. I mean, that doesn't sound too anal. I've come across people that you know, clean the toilets every single day. That's, yeah, I don't you know, know. They're constantly attached to a bleach <laughs> bo- bottle and a, a mop or a That is an expectation and, that will uh, give you many bad chemicals. That's it, which are not healthy um, physically and emotionally. No. You know, there's there's so much more to life than having a, a clean, pristine sort of house. But, yeah. To us, mm. not to them. To, absolutely. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, I can think of a, a couple that I've done a little bit of work with where his standards of tidiness and uh, cleanliness are, are very, very high. He came from a relationship where his partner didn't work, didn't have other distractions. Ooh, okay. So within the new relationship where, you know, she's a, a full-time professional who's, mm. who lives a very busy and full life, there can be, that, or there, you know, there, that is something that they're kind of having to work Mm. around and through and understand and draw up new roles and kind of, yeah, how they're actually going to work together as a team. Adulting. Yes. So we have for you, Mm. if you heard that, I was just adjusting my feet, tips. We've got tips, little exercises for you to do. Definitely. So I think a good start is always to really explore. And by exploring, I mean getting a pen and a paper out or at least having a conversation with your partner so we're not just thinking these things through but they are we're getting them out yeah um so yeah exp- what are your expectations yeah what are you yourself mm-hmm. your partner your relationships yeah friends family <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah but and really spend that time on, on what is you know what the expectations are of yourself um whether it's within that context of the relationship, because sometimes we find ourselves doing things because we think they're expected of us, and and that might actually not be mm. the real 
picture of what's really going on. Um, the second tip, once you've sort of explored those expectations, is where do you think they come from? Yeah, where do they come from? And that's not like, oh, from my, you can get to the root cause, my parents or, mm. you know, my old relationships or this is not from a place of fear. I mean, you can you can feel if it feels like it's something genuinely good for you or if it feels like it's not. Mm. Just keep asking, you know, is this really true for me? Is this mm. really who I want to be? Yeah. Generally that helps. Yeah. And also whether those expectations are realistic and helpful to hang on to. Mm. Are yeah. they allowing the relationship to breathe or are they stifling it and... Yeah. Are they the blockage? Are they mm. in the way, or are they out the way? Or like, was that quote like, "Whatever's in the way is the way." Mm. So when you face the blockage or the expectation, actually, it's probably what's blocking the flip side of that, which is probably great. I don't know. Like an example would be, oh, give me an example here. Um, oh, I can't think. Do you know what I mean? Like when you expect something of someone mm. and actually when you release that expectation you realize you learn actually way more about what they want mm-hmm. that kind of thing you know yeah. once you face it mm. and then everyone's got the blindfolds off and they, there's crystal clear communication about what it is cool. that is actually going to serve both of you mm. in that place mm-hmm. of where that blockage was if yeah. that makes any sense yeah i think um once we've sort of looked at whether it's realistic and help, help or helpful, then, you know, if you've found that it, in fact, it isn't, then we've always got that, well, you know, we can choose what to do with that. Mm. What would be more helpful? What would be more realistic? Yes, and that's what I mean. Mm. And of course, one thing to bear in mind when we're looking at our fear-based expectations or, you know, previous past relationships or you know that have caused these is to remember that our pathology it does serve us like so don't be like well that's silly I shouldn't think that mm. when you have that dialogue with yourself you abuse yourself it's like you wouldn't say that to your friend yeah. you know you wouldn't say that unless you mm-hmm. were an nasty person you know who was not loving so if you're in the way to you know really build solutions out of these expectations it's to understand that patterns do serve you they would not be there otherwise. So all of these expectations, when you're coming out of them and really trying to negotiate with them as whether you need them in your life or not, just remember that don't berate yourself. Like mm. they are there for a reason, but now is time to carve a new path. Mm, you know, because otherwise you're going to really, you won't help yourself because Definitely. you're in a place of resistance. Absolutely. And maybe, you know, that could be another suggestion of, you know, from the expectations that you held, what did you gain? Of course. And what did you and what are you losing by holding mm. on to them? And then on the on the flip side, you know, by maybe shifting these expectations to more mm. maybe hopes. Hopes. You know, what do you gain from that? And what might you be losing? Because we do before we <laughs> delusion. <laughs> You're losing delusion. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, which is a good point, yeah. Because we can hold on to those um expectations. Yeah. Um, but we are deluding ourselves that we can have that amount of control <laughs> and that that's actually gonna yeah. get us the happiness and the relationship that we want. I'm a full dreamer, so mm. 
I have big hopes and dreams, mm-hmm. but they're hopes and dreams, not expectations. Yes. But I think, you know, we have to be free to dream. Absolutely. I mean, mm. it's just recognising when it is a dream or whether it is, um, yeah. Yeah, something. Commandments. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and last of all, you know, once you've explored your expectations so you know, know what you're actually working with and you've uh, had a little look at where they're coming from, whether they're realistic and helpful, uh, perhaps what you're gaining, what you're losing and, and what might be more uh, helpful for you, it comes down in the end to communication communication where we always come back to (laughs) crystal clear communication Mm. non-blaming saying what it is not whose it is just calling yourselves out on it and you know like just being like communicating every time it comes up and you notice it so you know don't let it sweep under the rug if you Mm. feel like someone's expecting you saying you know you know I'm like feel like you're shudding on me a bit so please don't shud on me mm-hmm. like or is that an expectation of mm. me okay if it's an expectation I don't feel comfortable with it yeah um can we explore that mm. you know yeah I like that you know really don't shud on me yes <laughs> so we'll leave you with that don't shud on me and just being aware of when you're shudding on others yeah hashtag don't shud on me <laughs> don't shud on yourself and don't shoot on others. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Cassie. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. And, and it and didn't we, rain. It didn't and rain. we expected it to rain, <laughs> so been, I feel happy now. <laughs> We've been sat here with the brollies up, and actually we didn't need them. Brilliant. Yeah, brollies are still up like they're kind of like just posh brolly sitters. Cool. Cool. So if you like it, please share this episode and check us out on either mindsetmatch.com or cassiaaurora.com. Very easy. Take care. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.